Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener. You'll have ad-free episodes and join us on our monthly Zoom calls with other podcast listeners and get to know the community at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes. I didn't want to look like I was just willy-nilly emailing you know because you you get like requests on linkedin from somebody right right why are you even contacting me like did you even look at my profile it's like a turn off i wanted there to be a story about why i'm emailing you know this particular partner i'm alex bloomberg host of the podcast startup and you're listening to we are la tech My name is Esprit Devora, born and raised LA, and I created We Are LA Tech in 2012 to unify the community. Podcast launched in 2014, continuing to help people find the best talent, to connect with each other, to form awesome relationships. So proud of this show. Enjoy. Today's We Are LA Tech shout out goes to Patricia Garcia. Patricia has been a huge supporter of We Are LA Tech for years now. She's an experienced club member and she is just an amazing user experience designer, leader in the tech space. Be sure to say hello to Patricia on LinkedIn. Just go to Patricia Garcia and uh, you'll find her. She is with L3 Harris Technologies and um, she's amazing. Tell her that you discovered her through We Are LA Tech. Join thousands of people in LA Tech on our We Are LA Tech Facebook group where you can discover events, job opportunities, and even housing. Go to wearelatech.com slash community. We'll take you straight there. That's wearelatech.com slash community. I've been thinking a lot about value. I've been thinking a lot about my value. I've been thinking, you know, about this whole thing. Say yes to the opportunity. And honestly, the last couple of years, I've said no to just about everything because I think I've created this presence in the world that I'm this hippy dippy and she'll just do whatever for us kind of vibe. <laughs> and that's not true. In order to serve the community and to, to empower our team without the team like this podcast you're listening to now that creates so much social good would not be possible in order to do those things I must learn to and continually learn to value myself to become more confident because if I don't do those things I cannot attract and understand the boundaries of the resources that make it possible for these positive things to exist. Does that make sense? So it's so hard. Like, I want to say yes to everything because I want to give my whole heart to everybody. But what happens when I don't have me? And what happens if when I don't have like a strong, amazing team around me to help support this mission that we're creating together? And so in order for everything to be possible, in order for me to serve you, I need, need, it's vital to learn how to value myself. And I don't know if you guys have this problem too, but it seems like every day I get asked 
to undervalue myself. I don't even know if it's an ask. Sometimes I feel like it's an expectation. And, and it's so hard to understand because I haven't had many examples of what it is to value myself throughout my life. And so it's hard to, to know, like, what are the boundaries? Like, what are the agreements that I should, you know, subscribe to? What are, what are the contracts that make sense? Well, you know, what is the pricing? What is the time duration? All of these things, all these components that I have to figure out, like, is it in alignment with my value? Is there an ROE, return on energy to this exchange, in addition to the ROI, return on investment? So this is what I've been sitting with. I just left a We Are LA Tech Experience Club activity. I'm on the corner, Western on Melrose, looking for a car wash gas station, about to return an Amazon item. And just, you know, it's end of year and I'm working out, you know, where do I go from here? What feels right? What's best for the team? And what's best for you? And um, evolving is hard. Like stepping out of what I've known, of what's comfortable, even if it's not serving me, everything serves us to some extent. Even like being angry or having a bad day somehow is, is serving, right? Maybe, uh, being angry could be protecting me from being hurt in some way. Who knows, right? Um, being positive and giving is, is like everything has some, a consequence that it's doing. It's some sort of something, even whether it's positive, whether it's like superficially positive or negative, it's all delivering some sort of value, some sort of benefit. That's a good word, benefit. And um, I just really want to make sure as each day goes on that I have a clear understanding of our and my value so that the, the business deals that and relationships that I get into empower and fuel us and me to be our best and to give our best. Anyway, hope that all makes sense on this Sunday night as the sun goes down and I'm about to finish out my errands and keep working on organizing my house. Um, that was my little rant of the night and uh, enjoy the next episode. Bye. Tech companies and talent. Yes, so excited to have Greg on the show. You are going to get a treat. Hello, Greg. Hello. It's great to be here. So, Greg, tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Yeah, my name is Greg Maska. Uh, I am the CEO of a company called Walkboard. Uh, we're a startup here in uh, kind of West LA. Uh, we operate in the moving space, so household goods moving, primarily interstate long distance household goods moving. Uh, and only so, household. Correct. Only okay. household. So I exactly. couldn't have used you for the studio move that I just did two weeks well, so ago. So <laughs> technically that would be in the industry that would be considered household. So yeah, it's household and commercial, but as long as it's, you're moving chairs and you're moving desks and gotcha. it's all, it's the same item. So okay. we, we would definitely be able to do that as well. Correct. And okay. So tell, tell us everything. And so how, who are your ideal customers and what's that look like? Yeah, so our beachhead market right now is typically just consumers who are needing help loading and unloading, you know, rental trucks uh, that they're renting or like pods or containerized moves. 
And the next step that we're taking is to start buying trucks and trailers and and doing you know the entire load transportation and unload. Uh, and again, it's particularly uh, interstate moving. So our eventual goal is once the platform is built and we have service providers all over the country, the goal is to get to corporate relocation quality and have our customers be corporate relocation departments and buyers. Wait, so is that how your service is different from the other services that exist? Is that your target is specifically going to be for corporate moves? That's exactly right. There's there's quite a few startups in the space that kind of operate on a more local level. um, And our goal is to be doing interstate uh, corporate relocation quality moving. Uh, and so competing with the United van lines and the Atlas van lines and some, you know, the major, the 53 foot trucks that you've probably seen, um, you know, going on the freeways, that's really where we want to compete because that's the industry where we see, that's the space where we see really great opportunity to make the lives of those movers better and uh, provide a much better service to shippers and transferees. Okay, so what's interesting to me is how is your company different than the moving companies that exist other than your target market? And also, because moving companies have existed forever. Correct. And also, um, are you kind of like a lead gen company and then contracting others, or are you owning the trucks? So the eventual goal is to own the trailers. What's interesting about the trucks is the trucks are typically owned by what are called owner operators. Uh, and, and so, again, I'm speaking of the large semi trucks that you see going on the road, you know, that are hauling for Atlas or, you know, Allied or North American. The interesting thing is those are already typically owner operators. So they're independent contractors. They own their own tractor trailers. Right. And so they are contracted with typically contracted with one of those van lines who then are also contracted with a local moving company called an agent right. in their network that provides help loading the, the that trailer and provides sales support. So they'll provide someone that goes into the home and does like a survey right. of you know what you're moving to sort of determine how much space it's going to take in the truck. And then they also contract with a destination agent to help unload that trailer and what we're doing really is disintermediating. The The goal is to disintermediate a lot of those uh, you know, intermediaries and provide a platform that allows for video surveys to do, be done remotely so you don't need to necessarily have you know, a salesperson near the origin of the move um, and then dispatch labor directly to help that owner-operator drive his uh, – or to load and unload his his trailer – so really, in essence, will be a digital platform that contracts directly with that owner-operator. And to your point about lead gen, the eventual goal is to do corporate relocation almost exclusively. Obviously, it'll be a great platform and a great tool and if you know customers use us. But lead gen in moving is incredibly competitive and Google makes all the money there. And so what you if you can provide really high quality, you want to be in corporate relocation, win some very large corporate accounts, and that's sort of what you service. Also interesting to me is you raised money for this company, which is interesting to me because how do you pitch a moving company when moving companies have been a thing for so there's so many. 
So how do you win at that game? Yeah, I think that... How do you be tech sexy? (laughs) (laughs) I think there's a couple of really cool technology opportunities in the interstate moving space. Uh, One I mentioned is, you know, there's, there's sort of two challenges when it comes to interstate moving as a transportation network. The one is how do you determine how much space all of this you know, stuff in someone's home is going to take up in right. the truck. And there's a, a, a great opportunity for technology to transform that. I mentioned video surveys. Uh, there's what's starting to happen and that what we're starting to do is using uh, machine learning algorithms to, to identify the items that are actually going into the home and you know, what size they are to sort of um, you make it more efficient to determine how much space that stuff is going to go into a truck. So there's real opportunity there. The other big opportunity is what's happening in a lot of other transportation networks where route optimization algorithms are allowing for better matching of loads and unloads where the capacity exists. The The current industry will usually say, okay, we have a customer. So it's coming from a corporate account maybe. It's, it's someone from Amazon, and they're moving to Seattle, and they're moving from Tulsa, Oklahoma. So what a, a moving company will typically do right now an Atlas van lines, let's say, a van line will say, which local agent do we have in Tulsa, Oklahoma? Let's give the move to them. But they won't even know if that agent has a truck anywhere in the vicinity. They only give it to that agent because they have a salesperson that can walk into that home and mm-hmm. do a survey. So what we want to do is better match the origin of loads with the actual location of the trucks. And so there's real opportunity for technology to identify where the capacity of those trucks exists and then match it with the loads. And how in the world did you become passionate <laughs> about moving? Uh, that's an excellent I question. I hated moving. I hate moving. It's the worst. <laughs> like, where do you find the love for Everybody it? Everybody hates moving. Right? It's, 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 a, it's like one of these, it's an industry that's tough because you're trying to reduce misery, basically. Right. right? You're trying yeah. to, you're never going to be like, oh my gosh, that was an amazing experience. But <laughs> yeah. you can exceed expectations. And so that's what's interesting. about. But I got into this industry actually uh, through my family. My, my background is in mathematics and I worked in an insurance company uh, moving from uh, the engineering side of things to product in an insurance company. And it was really interesting and fun. We were in an entrepreneurship group. I was a founding member of an entrepreneurship group doing some really interesting things, sort of in corporate innovation. Um, and then the problem with corporate innovation that I found was we would come up with these really innovative solutions, but a lot of times it competed with the sort of existing business model and so we ran into a lot of corporate red tape. I went off my own to do sort of product development consulting. One of my first clients, uh, thankfully, was a family member of mine who ran a moving company. And he sort of identified this sort of mis- mismatch in the long distance moving industry where he was like, it doesn't make sense that I can only sell moving where my physical location is, right? Right. And so, and he said, I- I've seen what is happening. Uh, this is my uncle. I've seen what's happening in a lot of other transportation networks in the way that technology is enabling you know, a real transformation. It's happening in freight. It's happened, obviously, in, you know, in, in taxis and, and local transportation. And so he saw this opportunity. We did a research project and found that there was real opportunity here. And that was really what got me into it was that 
on the one side, there's a lot of sort of interesting data problems. And that's my background is mathematics and data. And it was kind of like, wow, there's all this data that moving companies have one about, you know, what the items are that people are moving and two about potentially where their trucks are and how to better match loads uh, with their capacity. And so I got kind of excited about solving those data problems and saw a real opportunity to, to make a change in an industry that a lot of people hate. And it's yeah. like, you know, if we can improve the lives of the professionals who are handling the moving, but also, you know, the the customers and the clients that are being moved and make their lives better. Um, I got excited about that opportunity. And where are you in the timeline of your company now? Yeah, so we just raised our seed round. We just we've kind of been bootstrapped. Uh you know, founder bootstrapped uh, until now. We just raised a three million dollars seed round. Thank you. What? What? <laughs> three million dollars yeah. is not a seed round. <laughs> well, it's it is now. It's crazy. Like the goalposts are moving on funding, and crazy. like we yeah we thought maybe it was a C Series A, but Series A's are like eight ten million now. So what? We, we raised yeah. I mean, since it's our first kind of outside money, uh, we're calling it a seed round. Uh, so we just raised it for three million. And the goal is to take it from this platform that's connecting labor and freight carriers to we're actually you know buying our own trailers and you're know, starting to acquire assets and blow it out from a an actual moving company perspective. Yeah. And how many investors do you have, or did you go with one firm? We we went with about six different. And it's all angel funded. Um, interestingly enough, I hear uh, that that's better. Yeah. It, so they actually preferred it. What was interesting is we were talking to a number of institutional investors and angels, and we had a bunch of angels kind of on board saying, get an institutional to lead it and we'll all be, you know, we'll all follow in line. And when, as we were talking to institutional investors and you talk about goalposts moving, a lot of them would be like, this sounds really interesting and we love your traction. We love the pace at which you're growing. It's just maybe a couple months too early. Right. They wanted to, you know, we were doing, you know, X number of dollars per month and they just wanted to see us continue that growth. And it was like, I just okay, rolled my right, eyes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just wanted to, to see us continue that momentum. And our angels basically were like, look, this is an opportunity here that for whatever reason they want to wait a couple months, let's just do it. It, it also was good for them because it allowed us to remain an LLC, which allows them. I believe this is not tax advice, <laughs> but I believe that it allows them to take the investment as a loss in their taxes this year because it's a, it's a pass through entity as mm -hmm. an LLC. How I'll use this word mildly. <laughs> how easy was it for you to raise money? Not easy at all. Can you walk us through that? Yeah. So we, we were sort of bootstrapped by some friends and family. So obviously our, our thinking was that we were going to get institutional. We were going to do this round entirely institutionally. We all wanted outside capital, you know, as their validation. Yeah. And it, you know, the dollars were getting to a point where yeah. we needed it to be outside. Um, and so we did, we got a lot of meetings with VCs and the approach, you know, to was doing it VCs that, in LA or VCs? Outside you know, what was interesting is that we had a lot of luck with VCs in the Midwest. I, I think that a lot move of more. <laughs> Well, so <laughs> sorry. Midwestern VCs tend to tended, I think, to be more interested in unsexy businesses. Yeah. I guess I should say. Yeah. Um, whereas, like the coast, a lot of coastal VCs were, oh, you know, we're in you know VR, we're in right, deep right. tech, or you know, so so I would. How do you even responses. find them in the Midwest? Uh, 
like crunch bass and you know i got like crunch bass pro and i would just i would i would research a lot of sort of adjacent you know what was other logistics and transportation companies getting funding and who was investing in them Mm -hmm. and then so i would reach out to you know because it's really important to have a match with you know what is the industry and you know the industry verticals that the vc is investing in totally you know they have to have expertise uh, amongst their partners in your industry and so i did a lot of research you know about who was investing and what other companies that were sort of adjacent to ours or you know that would understand you know the the route optimization technology that we're building uh, and some of the you know the value that we are bringing to the right. industry um, so i would just you know i would email those folks and, and to be honest cold emailing very hard very difficult in you know fundraising so a lot of times what would happen is if i eventually got like a response on you know cold email and someone was like you know what uh we're just raising a fund ourselves right now so the timing isn't quite right Right, i would i would just be like do you know anybody else that you've done rounds with that might be interested and sometimes they would be gracious enough to you know pass along our information to others so warm intros were like critical how many emails do you think you sent 200 300 yeah probably i just really want everybody to hear that the end of the story like we raised three million always sounds like oh wow so easy but like uh, you know two three hundred emails later after much research on every single one that was after vetting out and deciding you know another many hundreds probably weren't the right fit i didn't want to look like i was just willy-nilly emailing you know because you you get like requests on linkedin from somebody that right, like, right why are you even contacting me like did totally. you even look at my profile it's like a turn off right yeah, so yeah, i didn't yeah. want it to be like i'm just you know sending out so you know i i don't know if that's a good idea but that's what i did is i didn't email anyone and everyone i wanted there to be a story right. about why i'm emailing you know this particular partner or you know even drilled down to the point where you've done the research into the actual partner that is doing like a transportation marketplace, you know, you don't want to email the partner that's, you know, doing e-commerce or right, right. something different. So tons of research and then tons of outreach and then, you know, really crucially finding ways to get those warm intros. So, you know, to the extent that you can, you know, find out anything about people in your own network right, and, right. you know whether they go to church with you know someone on the par- uh, partner on this any way that you can get just a warm intro because you know vcs they get so many emails and so many decks all the time and it's really hard for them to you know sort through them so they view warm intros as like pre-sorted like hey you know this is something that I've already looked at and that I think is potentially a good idea and I'm vouching for this founder. So, you know, they'll, they'll take a look at those, uh, those things as well. But I I will also mention, I found that, and, and I hear compared to like five or especially 10 years ago, VCs very much have like a formulaic, especially even like on the seed stage now right. where like you can't go with an idea and maybe even a prototype you have to have like pretty significant traction and if you don't if you're not hitting you know, 50 grand a month like they're not it's just it's just too early they'll say right. that so like you know we kept we were growing 30% month over month for you know six straight months and so it's kind of like 
we're going to get there. It's just kind of a matter of when, but like, they'd be like, well, let us know when you hit this number. Yeah. And so even though they liked the idea and the team and what we were doing, the, like they're, they're following more of a formulaic approach to how, you know, the, their, to their traction requirements and things like that, which are, is interesting. They're, they're investing less from the gut. I feel like now yeah. than like, have they ever really invested from the gut? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess <laughs> you hear these stories, maybe, I don't know, I guess they're like 10 years old now where they're like, yes, yeah, you know, so-and-so walked in and like it was just a brilliant idea. And I was like, I just, I don't know, I felt like it was the right thing. And that is really rare now, it, it, except, you know, for for already successful founders that have like successful exits. It's obviously a lot easier for them. I am not one of those. <laughs> and uh, how many people do you have on your team? We have... Five currently, and a number of our developers, additional developers or contract developers, as a lot of companies our stage tend to do. We have five full-timers, so it's myself, two other sort of operations folks, which is a, a pretty big deal when it comes to moving. Then we have two full-time um, developers, if you will, and then we use a, a number of contract developers. And we're planning to grow fairly rapidly with the new funding. You know, that's the hope. Uh, we're, we're almost immediately going to double the size of the team and, you know, hopefully grow, you know, at a pretty good clip for the next year. And then uh, how many customers are you at? We do about 150 moves a month right now. That's and that a lot. Grows. Yeah, that grows pretty, that's, you know, it's growing pretty rapidly. I said like 30% month over month. And what's critical is we're starting to get partnerships with, like corporate relocation groups and what are called move managers yeah. that kind of like own given corporate accounts and then they, they have supply mover suppliers and yeah. they're starting to sort of use us as moving suppliers. For the moving, how did you say it? It's um, operators. For the operators listening, um, if there are operators listening, because I know it's not the traditional tech company, Correct. but um, – <laughs> How do they get in touch with you? How do they start working with you? Is that something that you want them to get in touch with you? Absolutely. So we we actually have um, we have a pretty well known name in moving because our very first product, in order to build this network of on the ground movers, we built a product that connected owner operators with movers in the cities where they're loading and unloading. So we actually like one of our our tools, one of our products is an app that connects owner operators, even though they're not hauling, you know, for walkboard, it was kind of a SaaS product initially. So we had 900 of them sign up and use the platform. So we kind of already have relationships with owner operators on some level that we're providing a service to them. Uh, they're not necessarily driving for us yet, but you know, we've sort of ingratiated ourselves to them, hopefully uh, a number of them, the, the ones that are sort of more tech forward. Um, but that's sort of the way to get to them. That's the way that we sort of initially got to them, knowing that we'd eventually be asking them to haul for us directly. If you had one ask of the LA tech community, what would that ask be? Apply to work at Walkboard would be my request. Do, okay, do, how do people connect with you and what kind of jobs are you hiring for? Yeah, so we have some posts open on uh, Built in LA and we're adding them. You got to post it to the We Are LA Tech Facebook group too. We should, yes. yes. We should post. I just, you know, I, Dave just introduced me to you. I'm super happy to be joined the community. Um, and so, yeah, we're, we're, we're bringing on uh, technical talent. We're bringing on some ops folks. And so, yeah, my my... my 
biggest message to the LA tech community is check out Walkboard as a place to work. Uh, we're doing some what I think is really interesting things, and we've got a cool little team that's growing and I think a great opportunity to really transform an industry. It is a traditional industry, so you know it's like you know it's not like new deep tech. But, uh, <laughs> we find it to be really interesting and really fun. So check us out. Can you spell walkboard for everybody? Yeah, W A L K B O A R D. And just as a backstory, the, a walkboard is the ramp essentially that movers use to get into and out of their the the back of the trailer oh, or the truck, right? Yeah. So that's the walkboard that they walk up and down. Oh, nice. And so while that's the physical platform that makes moving happen, we want to be and we aim to be the digital platform that makes moving happen. Oh, love it. And you said, how should they contact you? They can contact me, uh, us via the, our built-in LA uh, posts. They can contact us at walkboard.com or careers are posted there or they can email me directly. Um, Do you, are you comfortable sharing your email? Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Go for it. Yeah. So it's g m a c z k a at walkboard dot com. Perfect. And who's an LA tech talent or company you've come across lately who's really impressed you? I, I tend to look a lot at sort of our adjacent sort of transportation companies. You know, when we're recruiting because we want people that are sort of interested in logistics and transportation. Clutter obviously does an awesome job in like storage. Um, and you know, bird obviously is, is a transportation company that I have a lot of you know respect for and is doing, you know, cool things. And we're sort of ahead of, um, you know, the rest of them in, in scooters. So I, I I'm very interested in, in transportation. Canoe is doing some really cool thing in EV. What's Canoe do? Canoe. You should check out Canoe. Well, um, let, let's, let's catch everybody up. <laughs> yeah. Clutter. Uh, can you just walk a short little of what each one is just in case people yeah, don't know? So Clutter is basically like on-demand storage. Um, so that, you know, it's, it's like, instead of self storage where you have to drop it off and pick it up yourself, they'll like send out a truck and load up your stuff. Um, even like one item at a time and put it into storage. So it's like what what would be called like full service storage. Mm -hmm. You've probably seen like clutter trucks. I I, that's how I found clutter and I checked regarding when I was switching if I should use them. Yeah. Yeah. And then bird, I know it's really popular, but just in case someone doesn't know. Bird is the e-scooter company, I guess like the first one, at least on the scene here in West LA and located here in Los Angeles. Um, obviously there's a bunch of them now or three, at least three others here. Um, and then what was, wait, and is, is clutter, headquartered in LA? Yeah, Culver City. Oh, wow. We should have them on the show. Yeah. That's awesome. And then Canoe. What is Canoe? So Canoe is, is like... Is it C-A-N-O-E? C-A-N-O-O. Okay, here we go. <laughs> they, just, <laughs> they just did like a, a, a media tour. They're uh, an electric vehicle company. They don't actually... They, they're sort of in development right now. They launch in, I think, either 2020 or 2021. And... The idea is to be a subscription-based EV company, electric vehicle company. They've been doing like a lot of press stuff lately. Yeah. Um, and I have a couple friends that work there. And so they're, they're just doing some interesting things. And I, I kind of have my thumb on transportation tech in Los Angeles. Nice. So. I love it. And I, I know you shared your email regarding the job, but how mm-hmm. can people connect with you further? Are you guys on social or... Yeah, we are. We're, you know, Walkboard on uh, Facebook, we're Twitter. Um, where else are we on social? We, we have an Instagram account now. <laughs> um, so, you know, it it's one of those industries where it's not like, you know, the typical sexy, like cool, like uh, 
put ourselves out there, especially when you know our, our major clients we want to be corporate you know HR departments. Uh, but yeah, we have a social presence, um, so you can connect with us on any of those. Follow us and speaking DM of, us. Speaking of the Midwest, which is interesting and no promises, we have because they told me somebody who was living in the Midwest listening to the We Are Late Tech podcast and cool. moved to LA no to way. work for a company that was featured on the show. No promises. Awesome. Yeah. But I was like, really? <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> we will take anyone who's interested and we also can move you out here. <laughs> Are you? Wait, really? Yeah. Oh, well, look at that. Okay. So everybody listening outside of LA, this is your chance to move to, <laughs> you know, this crazy tech city. Yes. Um, thank you so much for hanging out with the We Are LA Tech podcast, for helping me adapt into our new studio, which I'm still on high end mm-hmm. nerves over. Um, it's been really great. And I just, I, being that I just experienced the move myself, I can't believe you're passionately in love <laughs> with moving. Um, if you guys want to connect and collaborate with more incredible people in LA Tech, remember you could go to wearelatech.com slash community. That's wearelatech.com slash community. I will see you guys, talk to you guys, hear you guys in the next episode. Bye. Thank you, Esprit. This is Greg Masca. I'm the CEO of Walkboard Technologies. We are the digital platform that makes moving happen. We're based in West Los Angeles. And you are listening to We Are LA Tech. Join thousands of people in LA Tech on our We Are LA Tech Facebook group where you can discover events, job opportunities, and even housing. Go to wearelatech.com slash community. We'll take you straight there. That's wearelatech.com slash community. We're so proud of what we've created with the We Are LA Tech podcast. To be a part of our journey with us, if you'd like to donate, go to wearelatech.fm. That's wearelatech.fm, and you can find our donation link at the top right of the page. Thank you so much for supporting us in our journey and helping fuel us moving forward for each and every episode. The We Are LA Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Esprit Devora, With help from Janice Geronimo. Edited by Adam Carroll. Show notes by Carl Marty. Music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The We Are LA Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production. Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes.